this is Jack. Jack, what's going on, dude? Fucking, uh, this is Zach Moonshine from Metal Devastation Radio. You're live on the fucking radio, man. What's going on, dude? What's up, Zach? It's Killer, man. It's a Friday night. Listening to the show. It sounds really good, man. It sounds really good. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, it does, man, because we were just blasting some fucking cultural warfare, man. <laughs> I wasn't going to, like, say that. You know, the show's good in general, but yeah, it does sound, uh, really cool to hear our new tunes being blasted over the world on the, on the airways, man. Sounds good. Thank you, brother. Thanks. Hey, man, dude, these new songs fucking kick ass, dude. Like, fucking, uh... I was just telling people in the chat room, man, this sounds like, this reminds me, it doesn't sound like, it reminds me of, like, Judas Priest, uh, painkiller fucking era. Like, wow. Yeah, yeah. man, I, I'm loving the screams and shit, dude. That's fucking, that shit is blowing my mind, dude. You know, it's, it's uh, <laughs> no matter what era anybody grows up in and what kind of music people listen to, metal, metal is metal, man. And uh, I can guarantee you, you know, we didn't set out to sound like anything. We just, we just really did what we what we loved to do, and and that's how it came out. You know, and and to be to be even uh, mentioned in the same word with a band like that, I mean, you know, that Judas Priest, any era is just godly. You know, <laughs> man. Yeah, it, it sounds like you guys are having fun too, man. It definitely sounds like it. So. <laughs> So tell us what's going on in the world of cultural warfare. Like what it what, what's new with you guys? Well, you know, uh, obviously uh, this is the new album, Warmageddon, and uh, it's being released uh, September fourteenth. So before we know it, this will be unleashed worldwide through our uh, through our record label M Three Audio, and uh, we we can't say enough about them. It's it's, it's a blessing to be signed to. Uh, to uh, Marco Barbieri's label with with M Theory, they're really uh, they're just they're just like us. They, you know, everybody's just uh, good people and, and 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 friendly, but yet everybody know, knows how to work. And and uh, we're looking forward to uh, this. You know, the next you know four, six, seven, eight months of pushing this record and and having the label push us and and, and uh, getting out there and, and and starting to play live all over the place. You know. Hell yeah, man. So tell us, how, how long have you guys been doing this and exactly how did it get started? You know, Cultural Warfare has a, uh, has a uh, you know, it's, it's kind of, uh, it's proud to have a little bit of a, of a past and they definitely have a past before uh, certain members have joined the band and it, and it, takes, uh, it takes time to, for a band to either continue and succeed and find the right ingredients or sometimes that doesn't happen and, and they go by the wayside. You know, it happens all the time in the music industry. But, uh, so, you know, they, they have a little bit of a past, but it's been, I would say, about four years now that I've been in the band. And uh, we released an EP a little over a year ago called Future Kill. And it was a, a four point five five song EP and that's what got us signed. And uh, once once that happened, we've been we've been you know burning up the live circuit, um, finding finding ways to push the name of cultural warfare, and writing the songs for for what everybody's starting to hear. And uh, it's just been a blessing that everybody has uh, has put their you know their bootstraps on, and and, and have, we've had fun. Like you said, there's a lot of fun involved. You have to have fun 
but we've been we've been busting. We've been working hard to, to make this uh, what what it sounds like and to make everybody in the band happy with it. But uh, and and lastly, in the in the recent history, you know, some people may know that uh, that Kevin Doty he was uh, our drummer on the Future Kill EP. And he's one of the original members of the band, but he left for a while. And then he came back, and we played for a while. But his his first passion was uh, was playing guitar. Uh, a lot of the uh, the writing involved uh, is is him and, and Billy Groot on the on on the strings. And uh, so we said, okay, you want to play guitar? Well, we got to find a drummer. And we didn't know how long that would take. But it, you know, luckily, you know, the metal gods shined down on us. And uh, Bones Padilla became our drummer, and the lineup of Bones and Pete Aguilar on bass, Billy and Kevin and myself—it just has been a blessing in disguise, man. And uh, and the band's hitting on all cylinders right now. We're we're totally stoked. That's awesome, man. And what's your what's your part in the band? I'm the vocalist. <laughs> oh shit! You're the yeah, guy. My name's you're... Jacques. Yeah, I'm Jacques Serrano. I'm the vocalist in the band, and uh, I've been doing this a long time. Uh, you know, before and and maybe after in my grave, I'll still be singing, man. But I've been doing this a while, and uh, I'm very uh, very proud of the uh, of the the four years that I've been with uh, Cultural Warfare, and uh, and I'm very proud of this this new music that we've created together. <laughs> Hell yeah, so you're the guy doing these screams on this fucking record, man. Dude, <laughs> That's me, man. <laughs> dude, you're you're tearing it up, man. Like, I mean, shit. You know, I it's, it. uh, I, you know, I, 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 singers are all different, and uh, I can say that, you know, in some aspects, I've always been confident with my voice, but obviously, you always, uh, want to strive to be better and you have certain things that maybe you don't do as well and you're insecure at some certain at certain aspects of, of vocals but uh, I have to say that right now um, it's probably some with the, the guys I'm jamming with it's also the time I, the amount of time I've been doing this but I think the the, the happiness and how fun it is to play these songs has made it easier for me to really even push my voice a little bit more and uh i'm 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 proud of the vocals i'm proud of everybody uh, in the band i think uh i don't think this album would sound anything like like it does without either one of all of our ingredients that are involved hell yeah man yeah the whole thing sounds great dude i, I gotta admit man i gotta tell you i listen to just about every genre of metal and, and rock and classic rock, all that shit, man. I love it all, uh-huh. dude. But some of my favorite stuff has always been the shit where motherfuckers are hitting those high notes like that, man. I, I, I love it, dude. I don't know. It's just something about and, it, And you that's know? so cool because, as you know, you know, as long as you've loved all kinds of heavy music, there's been eras where, you know, even vocalists like myself that have been doing this for a while where all of a sudden, you know, some people would say, hey, don't do that no more. Don't sing high no more. You got to do more of this other stuff. And I and I definitely uh, actually dabbled in that and enjoyed it because it made my voice more, more well-rounded where I could do a, a few yeah. different styles. You know, some styles better than others. But I dabble in all the styles, and I think that's... If I had to say that I, if I was good at anything, it would be that, that I just try to 
just try to poke at some of, of, of all vocalizations and, and, and metal music from from 1970 to 2018. No matter what vocalist you think is the best vocalist, all of those people, you can name all them, they've all influenced me. Well, speaking of influences, man, tell us about some of your influences. Who, who really got you into singing? Uh, well, it's the obvious name that everybody knows, and uh, it started when I was in high school and I was uh, pretty much an athlete, not a musician. But, I mean, me and my buddies, we all fell in love with Judas Priest, and and we used to try to emulate that singer, Rob Halford, and, and we didn't even know why, just because we loved the music, and and uh, none of us could do it well. We were just normal people, and, 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 and one day I hit a note, and I expected everybody to turn to me and laugh at me like we always did, and they said, hey, man, that was pretty good, and I was like, really? So I kind of remembered what it felt like to hit that note, and then I just built on it. And so Rob Halford is the one that got me started. You know, he, he did. And uh, and then growing up through the years, obviously any singer that was kind of like Rob was there. But then then I I moved to the Bay Area in 1989, and, and I and I delved into the into the thrash movement. So people like Chuck Billy and Zetro and and and, and all of those likes started influencing my my vocals as well so all of them all oh, of them yeah. every vocalist has influenced me man i gotta tell you one of the last times i seen uh, judas priest was in uh, phoenix arizona when i was living out west and uh I, I can't remember the exact place where we were at but we were up in the field and they came out to fucking uh they came out to start the song and he just started screaming and I don't know if it was a coincidence or what, but like at the same time as he started screaming, this huge gust of wind came out from the stage and just hit the whole crowd. Like everybody was just blown away. It was it was hilarious, man, because we were all like we we're all fucking drunk and shit. We're like yeah, but it's like he was just screaming and this wind was just blasting us back. And I was like, dude, is that his vocals? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could have been just a coincidence, or it might have been the metal gods coming down, you know? <laughs> he, uh, and, and, you know, props to Rob Halford. No one needs to uh, to pump him up. Everybody knows who he is, but uh, I do have to say, you know, their, their last album, Firepower, uh, it's, it's amazing, amazing at his age that his voice, he can still do the things he's doing right now. It's It's amazing. The cool thing about him is that he's always remained so humble, and he's he's totally down with like the whole metal uh, scene. Like he, he, you know, he tries to keep up with like new bands and stuff as they're coming out and shit. And he's he's really old, you know. And that that's cool for somebody from that. That's old the truth. Show. That's the truth. And and that's happened through his whole career. You know, whether his roots being inspired by you know Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin to. To, even when he eventually left Judas Priest and he was influenced by bands like Pantera and, and, and started to fight and, and all those yeah. type of you know music so yeah uh, you, you know, there's there's only one metal god right and that's Rob Halford oh yeah dude alright so <laughs> so back to you guys man the band name Cultural Warfare how did you guys come up with that you know the Cultural Warfare name was around before I joined the band and uh, all I can all I can vouch for is that any band uh, that you're in, uh, you 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 think of many names, 
and you think they're all good, and then and then eventually you're you're whatever you're sitting down, you're having a beer, and you're like that that name sucks, that name sucks. So when they when they came up with the name Culture Warfare, I wasn't in that round table when the name was invented, but I think the name is very uh, very timeless. I think that name can fit like any decade. And uh, I'm 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 very uh, proud and stoked to uh, to be a part of that name. But uh, you know, to be to, to know what was in their brains and, and the seeds of when they started that name, uh, I would have loved to have been at that roundtable. But I wasn't involved in that one, man. But uh, but we're involved now, and uh, I think even culture war for the name now means uh, something different than it did when they even invented it because. Because we are, uh, you know, we are culture warfare, and that name fits so many different aspects in life, whether it be uh, what's going on in society or, or, or uh, the nationalities that are in the band. Uh, it just fits so many aspects. And, and, and doesn't it sound metal, you know? Oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Sounds badass, man. Yeah. All right, I got a couple of questions for you from the chat room. Uh, Thunderous, she wants to know... Is it hard for you as a vocalist to sing what you sing the way that you do? Uh, you know, it, uh, overall, it's not because I've done it for so long. But also, uh, with those uh, with those lengthy miles on the voice, it's kind of, it's almost like an athlete uh, where you you learn to do things a little more smart. And and, uh, and you know, when you're, when you're young and lethal. You just kind of can throw stuff up a wall, and, and and you can just do anything, you know. And that's why I use the athletic uh, definition of it, because you can get a, uh, you know, a football player that can run as fast as he can through a wall. But when he gets a little older, he realizes, you know, there's other ways to get through that wall. And so I do that as a vocalist too. But uh, but I would overall say it's a little easier for me today because I just have a little more uh, a little more tricks up my sleeve. <laughs> Right on. She also wants to know who would you not want to sing like. Oh my goodness, that is a weird question because I've never even thought of something. Like that. That's a good question. Um, with all due respect, and I even kind of like her, I wouldn't want to sing like Roseanne Barr. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Oh God! Remember when she did the uh, the national anthem? Exactly, exactly. That's why I bring it up, you know. But and I know she's been through <laughs> stuff today. But you know, she's she's a funny gal. She's an old funny gal now. But uh, you know, singers. Uh, as far as me singing, honestly, in a, in a truthful statement, um, I listen to everything and everybody. That I, uh, my whole my whole life of singing, I've listened to everybody. And if there's something that I don't really like. I still try to find something in it and go, okay, that's kind of cool, you know? Like, you know, I'm not a, for example, I'm not a big rap guy, but but I learned to appreciate the timing and, and, and the rhyming with rap, which is uh, very skilled, you know? Uh, so, so I try to find something in, 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 in all forms of music uh, as a vocalist. Hell yeah, man. All right, well, as far as your live show, for anybody out there who's never seen you guys live, what can you tell them to expect? You know, we, we definitely have the blood in us of, of Bay Area thrash. We have 
the lineage of the old school true metal bands like Maiden and Priest and all those guys. But uh, all of us have uh, have sharpened our sword, for uh, lack of better words, uh, you know, chomping on the Bay Area scene our, our whole careers. So when you go see us live, you're going to see, uh, you know, you're, you're going to hear, you know, thrash and, and, and some melody, but you're going to see a full-blown barrier thrash band, you know, where we're just honest and we're aggressive and and uh, and we put it all we put it all forward on the stage, you know. That we don't we don't get involved in in, in in putting on special costumes or anything like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we're just honest and playing and 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 pushing the Oakland hammer of cultural warfare down on whoever's in, the, in in that crowd. And once we see the eyes of the crowd and they feed off feed off us and we feed off them, that's why that's where we all do it. So you're going to see an energetic uh, live band that uh, that has smiles on their faces as they're watching the crowd be a part of of uh, the fun of of being at a cultural warfare concert and. We just, uh, lastly, we just, we're always striving to be, to be better, to be tighter, to be stronger every show, and, and uh, that's what's happening. So, you know, we actually have a few shows coming up. We have one in, uh, in uh, Ukiah, California at the Redwood Metal Fest. That's uh, August 18th, so if anybody's in Northern California, you can catch us then, and uh, a couple more coming up is uh, September 8th in Concord, California at a place called Toots um, with a buddy of mine, uh, 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 Steve Rice, who's in a band called Kill Ritual. Uh, used to be the uh, the headmaster in a band called Magica back in the day for all you diehard metal guys that know those roots of metal. And uh, on the September 29th, we have one in uh, Katati, California. And right after September 29th, there's stuff on the board that, uh, that will be released in the next few weeks, but we have a good... Uh, five dates running or so where we're going to be heading to different parts of uh, of uh, California and, uh, and and different areas. So everything's just rolling. This train is just rolling. So the live performances, we hope to bring it to as many people as possible and as far as we can go. But you're, you're going to hear some great, uh, uh, friendly, aggressive, honest people on stage when you see Culture Warfare. It's awesome, man. Now, uh, as far as the recording process of this record, man, because this this thing sonically sounds really, really good. Like, where did you guys record this? Did you have a producer or anything? Like, yeah, well, uh, one of the one of the staples of the Bay Area is uh, is Juan Urtiaga from uh, Trident Studios in Martinez, California. the The list of names of who he's recorded is is long. Um, you can, I mean, from Testament, Machine Head, on and on and on and on. He's done a oh, lot of shit. bands. Um, I've recorded with him a few times with some of my prior bands and the Culture Warfare. We developed a relationship with him when we did the uh, the EP, the Future Kill EP that we did last year. And so we're like, okay, we're getting ready to do a new album. He was the natural choice. He is, uh, you know, not just really good at what he does as you can hear you know on all the albums he's he's worked on but uh he's like part of the band you know he, he he's involved he he uh gets uh, develops a friendship with you uh and and not just a friendly one sometimes it's 
it's all business, you know. When you got to be pushed, you know, it's how to push the right buttons to get the best out of people. And at the end of the day, everyone uh, is just happy with what happened. So, so Juan Ortiaga is, is uh, you know, I can't say enough about that guy. You know, he's 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 he's, he's a great producer, and uh, that's where we did the did the album. And yeah, it sounds phenomenal. It's, uh, it's uh, I'm really proud of it. That's cool, man. Yeah, the, you know, I think that's something that a lot of young bands kind of miss out on is the fucking producer. Because nowadays it's so easy for everybody to just record at home and, and do it on their own, which is cool in its own right. But at the same time, when you go into a studio and you have a producer there with you that's like kind of help, you know, like fucking helping you along the way, I mean, it, it can make yeah. a big difference. I, I think the, the the thing that's done at home, um, I do believe there's people that have done it and done it very well. Yeah. Um, but I still think in the scheme of things, it's 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 a modern way to do it, and I think it's going to take several more years for anyone to really perfect it 100% across the board. Like I say, some people do it great. Some people do it at home, and then they send it to people like Juan or other people that that, that then they mix it and stuff. But you know, you can go back to the beginning of time with music when people started recording and the producer was always there, whether it's involved in, in uh, change that melody line, uh, play that play that rhythm uh, one more time or one less time. They're always there giving their opinions on the music and in the end, it's always up to the band. But it's nice to have someone, uh, you know, that fifth or sixth, opinion in the studio you know it's, I, I enjoy it and I remember the days when it was harder because it's hard to be it's you know it's, it's always hard for someone to hear what you're doing and say do it this other way you know do it this way because you're, you're so set in your stones you're like oh my god this sounds so good when you're rehearsing it but having that other ear and that other opinion in, uh, in, in the room um, at least for cultural warfare and, and a few other bands has, has been has been a, a benefit yeah, one of the one of the records I always go to as a reference for that is the Black Album from Metallica, man. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, say what you will about Metallica, but when they did the Black Album with Bob Rock, man, he really got the best out of them that he possibly could, I think. And it fucking, obviously, I mean, it fucking moved fucking the world. Yeah, I mean, you know, I remember when that album came out vividly, and... Uh, uh, you know, I was in a band uh, back then uh, called Annihilation, and uh, and we we used to share studios with with Forbidden, believe it or not. Oh, and yeah. we'd all sit there and and analyze that album. It's like together uh, as as bands listening to it, because you had a little bit of history of Metallica already. But there's no denying that uh, no matter how much you love or, or 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 you don't love Metallica, that album had a production that that stands up to today. It and did, the songwriting, you know, I still enjoy the more technical, the you know, the more in, uh, intense songs. But if Metallica put out the Black Album first, and that was the first album I ever heard from them, I would have been like, man, the songwriting is off the hook on this. Because there's <laughs> hits. There, there, there was hits on that album, and yet they weren't, uh, you know, like radio, radio you know, gooby gooby stuff. It was it was heavy, but obviously everyone has the debate because you hear the old Metallica and and all that too. And and, and obviously, 
if you're a Metallica fan, you just can't take it all in and, and you know, thank God we have Metallica, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of us wouldn't even do what we're doing if it wasn't for Metallica. Oh, I love them, man. <laughs> But I mean, I, I remember like right after that record, you know, all the other thrash bands, they all came out with new albums that had better production on them as well, like Anthrax, Testament, Overkill, all of them, man. They, they, you know, like Pantera, fucking everybody, fucking pretty much. I, I wouldn't say that they like tried to copy them, but they saw what they did with that production and how it fucking raised the bar, you know, and and. Uh, that's cool. true. That's true. And and it probably even just the natural course of things with technology just just kind of helped that along too. Yeah. But it took a band like Metallica, as a as a real metal band, to use that technology and push the technology and then share the technology because other forms of music were, were using it. Whether you're talking about pop music or, or, or country western, things were getting really uh, you know produced more in a in a in a, in a for lack of better words, a big way where it was in the speakers so big, and you know the first metal band that did that was was uh, was was Metallica. That that production that just blew your speakers up, man. When I came out, <laughs> it did, man. It did. You know, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, I gotta get kick drums like that. I gotta get you know guitar tone like that." And obviously, I think if you hear today. Uh, any any modern uh, band, you know, that, that's uh, in our format format of music of, of metal. Um, nine times out of ten, the, the production's really cool. And, you know, right now, you just kind of nitpick. You know, people are more picky now. And they're like, because oh, of technology, oh, I don't like that or this. But overall, if you hear it, it's like, wow, I can hear everything on that record, and it sounds great. Thanks, Metallica. Yeah, man. Yeah. I gotta tell you, almost every band I've talked to that I've interviewed, nine times out of ten, they will cite that record as like the guiding point as far as production goes, man. You know? Yeah. I, I, I said we just talked. I, we just talked about. It. I think. I, I think so. I believe so. Um, when that came out, I, personally as a vocalist, I wasn't. Uh, uh, concentrating on on those those type of things because for me there was nothing wrong with Defenders of the Faith by Judas Priest or or them by King Diamond you know those yeah. productions we hear them today are like oh you know, they're a little but but they were right for the time too so I was never disappointed in, in any kind of production from any band but you definitely have to give Metallica their props for that for that that sonic power that just came out of those out of the speakers you know you could be in in, in, in the in the worst car with the worst stereo back then and those and that album still just blew up when yes, it came out of the speakers yes dude and that brings up another thing that I was gonna say man like yeah, it, it, that's like the way that you can measure something as far as it's how it's mixed and mastered is will it will it play good and sound good on any fucking type of uh you know, stereo or boombox or fucking headphones, whatever, man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I could say the same thing about Vulgar Displayer Power and uh, Far Beyond Driven, man. Like albums like that, man. They just, yeah, man. They just that they work on any type of speaker you possibly could listen to. They still sound good. Exactly. Yeah. You 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 crack a beer. You hang out with some friends. And you could be in a, in a, in a beer car or in a, or in a millionaire's mansion, whatever stereo you're listening to, those things sound great. And you're right, vulgar display of, of power. I think that probably took what Metallica did and it went to the next level, you know, it did, a new man. level, right? It, did, <laughs> it did. was off the hook. 
Hell yeah, yeah. dude. All right. So, and, and we all do that, by the way. You know, us fans, us fans that all record our albums, we do, we do what you said. We all, uh, when we get our first mix, all of us go to like, oh, your car, my car, you know, because it always sounds great in the studio, you know, but it, what does it sound like in my car? And mm-hmm. so we, we do that as professional musicians. We always listen to it and as many devices as we, as we can before we give the, the stamp of approval on, on, on a record. Yeah, you got to, especially nowadays, because so many people nowadays are not going to listen to it on a big stereo like us, man. They're going to listen to it on their cell phone and shit, you know? And, you know, I mean, it's got to sound good on a... If it sounds good on a cell phone, it sounds good on anything. <laughs> hey, kids today, I don't know if you know, but kids, obviously we know vinyl is like is, is outselling CDs. Yeah. But, but, but I went to a record store just a little over a month ago, and believe it or not, I don't know why, but, but cassettes are making a comeback. Go figure. I, saw, I, I know I've seen it, and I, and, I, and I've jumped on that damn bandwagon too, man. I've fucking gotten back into uh, collecting vinyls again and shit, and it's cool, man. Yeah. I Go love figure. It, I mean, I don't know if it's a close war for a release or anything. I'm on a cassette, but yay! You know what? If the world demands it, maybe we will. Dude, you guys should, man. Why not, man? <laughs> All right, well, as far as uh, band links, dude, fucking for anybody out there listening right now that wants to go out and uh, pre-order your new album, where can they go? Well, uh, you know, just uh, about a week ago, we released our our, uh, our first lyric video for a song called Divided We Crawl, and uh, that song is uh, is available for, uh, for purchase right now, and all digital formats, you know, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Etc. Etc. It's everywhere, and uh, you know. Again, thank our our label M Theory Audio for that. So you can find that song everywhere. You can go to YouTube and watch the the song before you purchase it, and uh, hopefully you dig it. But uh, uh, it, it's available everywhere. And as the weeks go by, um, we'll be releasing some more music uh, on some really cool formats, uh, video wise. So uh, the train's just rolling. The the tracks are just starting to get starting a little warm, and uh, hopefully in the next uh, by September 14th when the album comes out, hopefully those wheels on that train are just you know sparking and creating metal flames all over all over the planet, man. Because because we, we really do believe in this record. We think it's really good too, and we're happy with it. And so no matter what happens, we're cool with it. We're happy with it. But we want people. We want people's opinions. We want people to hear it. And so, uh, you know, go purchase it. Go listen to it. Uh, but, all, but all social uh, uh, media and all uh, digital formats, it, it's, it's available. Hell yeah, dude. And it better, dude, because you guys fucking deserve it, man. You, you've uh, definitely put in the hard work on this record, and it, you can hear it when you listen to it. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it, man. You know, I really, I, I really do, and I speak for everyone in the band. We appreciate everyone even just giving us a second to, to listen to our music, uh, as any band does. Every band works hard at what they do, for the most part, and uh, so so we appreciate any, anyone's uh, uh, time, you know, because time is precious, man. But uh, you know, and and you can keep up with the band on uh, on Facebook and and Bandcamp and all those type of uh, social media sites too. So so you know, click on those, friend us, talk to us. I guarantee you, if you message the band, 
one of us will, will, will respond because uh, it's not just because it's our job. It's because we want to hear from you. We want to talk to you. And we want to know what you think, man. And we want to know what's going on in your lives. And uh, that's where we're, we're all in the same metal community. We're all on the same team. So, uh, you know, we look forward to everyone uh, contacting us and saying hello. I know that's right, man. And I know that's right because you guys promoted the hell out of this fucking uh, event for this show tonight, dude. And I appreciate that, man. Right on, right on. I, I, I don't, I, I don't think I've done your your show before, and uh, you sound like a cool cat, man. So hopefully one of these days, uh, you know, the metal universe brings us around where we can meet meet in person and have a beer together, bro. Hell yeah, dude! I would love it, man. I would right love on. It. All right. Well, plans for the future. What What else uh, do you guys have coming up? I know you said you got a bunch of uh, concerts and stuff like that coming up, but yeah. Well, obviously, it's uh, you know the business side of things is, is is pump the record. But for pumping the record for us is fun because that means playing live. So you know the, the live shows are our our biggest uh, our biggest goal right now because we want to make sure that we give you guys everything that, that we can give. Um, but uh, besides that, we uh, this lyric video for uh, Divided We Crawl, it came out. We have another lyric video coming out uh, next month. And then the month after that, we have a, uh, a, real, uh, a real video, you know, the old school uh, MTV style where you actually see the band and, and a little bit of a theme going on. And, and when that comes out, Boom! The album's gonna come out, and and then again, that that's there we are. That train will keep rolling, and uh, and that's what's that's what's in the near future. Just a lot of live shows. Obviously, we'll put in some writing here and there to get ready for the next stuff. But it's really hard to think about the next stuff right now when when everyone's so happy with what what we have on our platter right now. You know. Right on, dude. Well, if you guys ever make your way down here to fucking uh, Tennessee in the South, man. I promise I will be there at your fucking show banging my head. I would love to go. I know everyone would love to go. We want to go everywhere we can. And uh, if, uh, if the world uh, allows it and, 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 uh, and the metal community demands it, anything's possible. And, uh, but we were definitely, we're definitely going to stretch, stretch our distance more and more and more. This album is going to carry us into next year. And, uh, you know, not just America. We want to. We want to get abroad. We want to go to Germany. We want to do some festivals. So uh, hopefully, hopefully the record just uh, catches some ears, like like it's caught yours. And 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 uh, because it's about getting out there and meeting everyone and talking to everyone and and sharing the music. And that's what it's all about. It's you know, I talked to uh, to Zestro from Exodus a little over a year ago, and uh, he was like. You know, it was like, why do we do this? And it's it's to have fun, and <laughs> we're, we're we're doing this to have fun. So that's what it's all about. And what's more fun than meeting different people all over the world and <laughs> and and talking metal? You know, there's nothing better than that. That's cool as <laughs> shit, dude. That's cool as fuck that you just got to talk to Zetro. I mean, well, we, we luck, we're lucky to live in the same you know uh, vicinities, you know, Bay Area Thrash <laughs> and you know planets. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. All right, well, uh, last words, man. What do you have to say to the people out there listening? You know, as I always say, keep it killer. And thanks to all the fans, first and foremost. 
thanks to the to the media people like you, because without people like you, it wouldn't help any any you know any other band that's out there. People like you uh, help all of us, and uh, just go out there and blow up some metal, man. Everyone buy new music, and uh, and give bands you know the time of day, and I guarantee you that. All of them, including us in Culture Warfare, we uh, we greatly appreciate it, man. And uh, we'll see you out there on the road. And uh, please message us on uh, on our on our sites like Facebook and let us know what you think of the album once you finally hear it, man. Oh yeah, dude. Well, before I let you go, I gotta get you to make us a station tag. All right. Okay. All right. Whenever you're ready, say something like, "This is Jax." Is that how you say your name? Jacques, like Jacques Cousteau. Jacques. Say so this is Jacques from fucking Cultural Warfare, and you're listening to Metal Devastation Radio. Alright, you ready? Yeah. This is Jacques Serrano with Cultural Warfare, and you're listening to Metal Devastation Radio! <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. That was badass, man. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to talk to us, dude. And uh, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to blast some cultural warfare for these motherfuckers so they can go crazy, all right? Thank you, sir. A great, great meeting you on the phone. I'll meet you one day. And uh, you, have a, you have a blessed and safe weekend, all right? You Everybody too. out there. You too, brother. Cheers. All right. Thank you. All right, bye. Bye-bye. There you have it, folks. Fucking uh, jocks from fucking court- cultural warfare, dude. Live on the motherfucking Zach Moonshine Show with Metal Devastation fucking radio. Dude, that was badass, man. He's a fucking cool dude, man. Fucking, and this is a cool fucking band, dude. Blast this shit, man. If you love thrash metal as much as I do and everybody else does, you're gonna fucking love this, dude. And if you don't love thrash metal, this might fucking change your mind, man. It might. Crank it up, motherfuckers. This is cultural fucking warfare.